The Nerd and Tie Podcast is, unsurprisingly, a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For most shows, from actual play to true crime to witchcraft, go to nerdandtie.com or join our community on Discord by finding an invite at nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Did you know you could sponsor Nerd and Tie? That's right, for just $20, we'd say your name here. We'd talk about what a cool person you are, and maybe we'd give you a high five. Just go to nerdandtie.com, click on the sponsor information, and you can find out more information there, like a boss. Or you can contribute to our legal funds by going to gofundme.com slash nerdandtie. This month on Nerd and Tie, we're talking about the Anime Tube wo- Kickstarter, whatever the heck that was. Anime Matsuri's got some splaining to do. Uh, Nazi cosplayers, this time at Indie PopCon, doing the thing that Nazi co- people in Nazi uniforms do. And we give our full review of the first season of Marvel's Loki. All that plus the Vomit Hat Sea Challenge on this episode of Nerd and Tie. Welcome to Nerd and Tie, your only podcast on the internet with a dress code. I am, of course, Trey Dorn. Joining me, as always, are the splendid Genproc. What up? And the wonderous Nikizumi. Word up. And uh, it's it's been a it's it sure has been an interesting month. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's been a lot. And and we're putting this episode out a week earlier than normal, because <laughs> because normally we do the last week of the month. But I'm gonna be in the woods and uh, not have access to the internet. So here's hoping nothing interesting happens in the next week. Oh, don't worry, <laughs> it will. It always oh does. Yeah, like right after we post. Yep. The inevitable. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we've got. <laughs> oh, it's just the inevitable nature of all of this. But uh, speaking of the inevitable nature of all of this, uh, our our first story that we're talking about um, this month is what the heck happened with that anime tube Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, uh, a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago, um, the Kickstarter launched for, uh, something called Anime Tube. Nick, you're the one who brought this to me. What the heck happened here? Okay, so, um, I was made aware of this when I saw some, uh, some of the people who I who make some of the best anime like content on uh, line like uh, Mars girl and uh, red bard were uh, sharing some info on it. And then I saw the head of uh, Nozomi entertainment make a comment. So I had to look into it. So this, this group started a Kickstarter for something they're calling anime tube and their goal, their goal was to have an anime streaming service that addresses the issues that exist with other streaming services. And if you're, and uh, unfortunately, 
most of what they had for issues weren't entirely clear. They were just clear that they were going to dunk on Crunchyroll and Funimation, which, uh, for better or for worse, there's a huge subset of weirdos on the internet who that's their main thing, is that they don't like... Uh, they don't like Crunchyroll or Funimation subtitles. They accuse them of having some bias when translating. Uh, they fire Vic Mignogna for being a sex pest, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and But, like, their stated goals, when you looked at the Kickstarter, made less and less sense. Like, they wanted to have a expansive anime library so that you didn't have to go between different streaming platforms to watch all the anime you want. Are, are you guys already seeing why this probably isn't going to work? Yeah, <laughs> good luck with that. Uh-huh. And, like, they they posted a list. This was the... um They posted a list of shows they wanted on the platform, not shows they had the rights to. Yeah. Shows they wanted on the platform, and that was really where they got in trouble. Like, I think they had a $50,000 goal. They raised 100000 but it was the uh, the president of Nozomi Entertainment and also RightStuff.com who uh, was quick to point out, hey, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of shows that my company has the rights to on your list. You are not in talks with me. Yeah. Why are you saying that you are? <laughs> and magnificently, sorry, this is there's just so much here. When they were asked about it. The people running the Kickstarter waffled between, well, we only want to answer questions that are asked in good faith. We don't want to uh, uh, engage with trolls, which is still not a good, in, in my opinion, still not a good method, especially when you're very publicly asking for people's money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but also, then they started coming up with this really bizarre makes sense only if you live in an alternate universe excuse like oh well we're not uh worried about that they the anime industry in America says that shows are expensive to license but we've been talking to the Japanese directly yeah they they claim they're talking to the association of japanese animations um the AJA although they accidentally called them the association of japanese animators which is not their name but that's There's like not it's, it's not a licensing organization; it's a trade group. Um, uh huh. The, and they claimed they had, you know, they had a meeting with the AJA. Who knows if that actually happened? Um, they had so many lies. It's and and amazingly, like in the upper tiers of the Kickstarter, there's still next to no explanation of how they would like how they would organize all these titles that they didn't have the rights to, or how. If, or since they wanted it to be uh, free with ads, a thing that Crunchyroll yeah. already does, like how they're going to be able to afford like keeping that up because video hosting is a terrible, yeah, terrible expense. Like even if if they combined the libraries of Funimation, Crunchyroll. Any like everything on Hulu, everything on Netflix, every like every all the anime that's on that's currently out on these streaming services, and even the ones that aren't, like that's a lot of data. That's so, that's a lot of data, but also yeah. like remember, like there's a reason that there are Netflix exclusive shows, right? Like, 
Well, okay. And so, so here's some fun stuff. Anime News Network um, wrote an article about this. And uh, so I'm just going to quote their article because um, Anime News Network posted. So the, the campaign is run being, being run by Gameface LLC in Austin, Texas. The company describes itself as a, quote, mobile applications development studio with over 10 years of mobile application development experience. We've produced over a dozen mobile applications on the Windows 10 and Xbox One platforms with an average rating of 4.7 out of 5 stars, end quote. Gameface's official website lists Soundhead, quote, as their as one of its previous apps. The app's name is identical to an app which was pulled from the Microsoft Store last year, although the Kickstarter page makes no claim of association. Um, however, the previous app, which was which pulled anime video from multiple sources, including unauthorized YouTube uploads, was published by a company called Aeon Enterprises LLC. Both Gameface and Aeon Enterprises share the same registered address. Mm. Uh, whether it's uh-huh. the team, yeah, it's um, and so it it looks like they uh the they had an app on the Microsoft Store that was pulling pirated anime off the internet, um, tech not on a server they owned, to which okay. is probably why they're not in jail, um, but it is why their app got pulled, um. So it's and and they they in a in a quote to to Anime News Network they said they never hosted any content on their own servers at any point in time nor do we upload any of the content to YouTube. Um, and it's just like, uh, it's, it's, it's just this, it's this amazing thing that like, these guys are so like they're opportunists. Mm -hmm. I really want to know what their end goal was because like you're raising money on a public platform like kicks, like Kickstarter. And I, you know, it's the, the, what, what happened was, is that after like within a week of this blowing up on, on the news is that, uh, Kickstarter pulled the Kickstarter. And right now, if you try to go to the campaign, um, you'll get a notice from Kickstarter saying it's, uh, subject of an intellectual property dispute and it's currently unavailable. Um, so the Kickstarter has pulled the campaign. So they, they haven't gotten a dime from it. The, the Kickstarter generated no actual money, even though like people like signed up to contribute to it because, uh, Kickstarter killed the campaign before th- any payout could happen. Um, Thank God. Like, what was their plan? Like, this is the amazing thing is it's like, so either, like, clearly these guys have enough experience in software development where they've gotten stuff out there into people's hands and they, they had to, they knew that they had released an app that officially, that, that like, at least ostensibly seems to have been pulling down pirated stuff off of other people's servers. Um, and they were they were going to then raise money on a very public platform like Kickstarter to um, create a service that they were going to charge. They're taking money to for a service for something that they didn't have the rights to. Like, and if if you're gonna go and run a for money piracy website, you don't go on Kickstarter. And if yeah. you are gonna go legitimate, you make the negotiations first. You know, as you talk about like the anime industry. And it's like it's been around. The anime industry started with you know, you know, college students pretending to have big companies talking to Japanese companies on the phone, um, but they did it legally. <laughs> like, you know, it's there's a joke about how ADV pulled their name off of out of a hat pretty much um, because they needed a name for the company. Uh, but like these guys, like it, you have to make the, you have to do the licenses first. Yeah, you you can't just go. Oh, I 
I'm going to do this. And then again, like some of the shows I had listed, you know, uh, B stars. Yeah. Netflix does it. That's not just exclusively streaming on Netflix. Watch the, the credits. Netflix paid for that show. Like they co-produced yeah. it. They're not gonna, they're not gonna just let mm. any other platform have it. Exactly. Um, it's like, it's just so. It's if you're gonna rip people off, why choose this like insanely convoluted route? Well, and it wasn't <laughs> even their first. They did a. They had a, this is their second campaign. They had a failed campaign <sighs> that happened about a month beforehand. Um, that didn't reach its goal. It's like it's it is incredibly difficult to run a video streaming website. Like and it's, and prohibitively expensive. Yeah, it's the the cost of like uh, content delivery networks and like the of like the the server costs. Like and it's it's less than it used to be. Like with the existence of Amazon's like servers and things like that and you know i can think of at least you know one micro um streaming site that's pretty terrible but uh like even that's got a not like <laughs> it makes that awful site look very professional because that awful site i'm <laughs> thinking of is everything is fully licensed and <laughs> like this is like uh like what were they like that's like I feel like this is something that like a dumb teenager would try, right? Yeah, twenty. Yeah. But I feel like it's something a dumb teenager would have tried twenty years ago. Yeah, for I, sure. You know, the best part I didn't even mention the funniest part when we were going through all that because there is a very funny uh, add-on to, to this shenaniganery. Um, one of their stretch goals which the Kickstarter did take the time to explain. They didn't take the time to explain, you know, um, like how they were going to organize this or how they were going to get the rights to this a, a expansive thing of shows, but they sure went into the AI um, anime girl who would be like the virtual assistant within the app. They went hard on that. <laughs> yeah ai anime girl virtual assistant you know like a, re a very you know a reasonable thing to to focus on and want to you know spend your money on obviously yeah just <laughs> so nothing i got nothing yeah no <laughs> it's nope <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. I'm just like it's it's just <laughs> I, I I think it's really all we can say. It, like we're just it's it's speechless. I'm just speechless because really it, yeah. It it's just such a terrible idea and it's a terrible idea done publicly. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a bad idea in the first place, but they really just they really leaned into it. They made it as bad as they could make it. And I don't respect that. I'm <clears throat> I'm glad that it got pulled, but I'm frustrated that there were people dumb enough to fall for it, let alone bring it, like, double their goal. Because... <clears throat> I mean... 
you work in customer service and you learn people can be stupider and stupider and stupider. I mean, yeah, that's fair. And I get, I, to an extent, I get not wanting there to be a monopoly of who licenses and distributes anime. I mean, but, we're all, I can see right. how, like, a lot of us are frustrated at, you know, streaming services in general and just, like, how many there are. And if you want to watch everything, you need to have, like, 15 different services. Yeah, I get that. I get wanting to, like, consolidate things and make it, like, cheap, affordable and but available. Like, right. Like, but also things like copyright law exist. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got well, that. And then half these people who are upset are uh, people who are upset because the because actual Japan doesn't fit the uh, the anti SJW utopia that they made up in their head. And so, like, you get these people who who throw a, a hissy fit at Zombieland Saga for having a trans character in it, and then somehow convince themselves that Crunchyroll made up the subtitles and that it's not what's happening on screen. Yeah. Or, like, because that's where a lot of the people supporting this... It, it sure this seems to me are. like if these people really want to experience anime in the Japanese, they should just learn Japanese. Right, but, that's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> like, it go is, for it. If you don't want some Have translator, fun. if you don't want some translator uh, localizing the dialogue uh, in a way that makes sense in in English, and and you just want that raw Japanese experience, go go pick up a textbook, man, my man. Go. I <laughs> I hate to say this. I don't want to. I don't want to belittle it too much. And I mean, shout out to a lot of my friends who are speakers or translators, but it seems like the people who get most vocal about disagreeing with official translations are people who don't speak a goddamn word of Japanese. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I see that all the time. Yeah. Yep. Because they're people who have no idea what goes into localizing or translating something. It's because mm-hmm. and because localization is more than translation. Yes, it's <laughs> and sometimes literal translation is just bad. Right. That's that's why <laughs> localization is an important part. Well, especially with with Japanese, because the grammar structure is completely different. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not part of <laughs> like, the Indo-European language family. Like, if they did a direct translation, it'd be all jumbled up and you wouldn't be able to understand in the in the first place. Like, come on. Come on, people. These people are not linguists. They are not. No. <laughs> nope. Yeah. It's it's a clown show. Yep. Clown show. Speaking of clown shows. Oh, anime nice Matsuri. Uh. <laughs> anime Matsuri uh. happened recently. Uh, and uh, it, that sure was. You know what? Here's the thing with Anime Matsuri. Uh, was I shocked at uh, the disorganization or the things not happening on schedule or Vic Mignana being there? No. It's no. Anime Matsuri. It's. Yeah. It it was. Uh, it, it's, it, it, uh, losing a lot of photos of. Uh, 
you know, people unmasked and, uh, you know, all of that. And just it's a bad, I- you know, we didn't we don't talk about conventions a lot these days sometimes that are happening because we have a policy not to promote conventions that are happening. Right. So we didn't like mm-hmm. do this thing like saying, don't go to anime months or blah, 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 because it's conventionally. No, I don't want to remind people that it's happening. Like and like, of course, Vic Mignogna is there. Um <laughs> Because he's definitely not doing any voice work anytime soon. Well, and it's it's not like um, Anime Matsuri's leadership hasn't had their own issues. Yeah. Or that there wasn't an article in the, you know, Houston Chronicle about uh, the sexual harassment controversy two years ago. Um, or anything. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways... Um, was that two years ago? Was that three years ago? I don't know. God, how old? It's one of those things where time, man, it collapses and compresses. Plus, we ago. had a whole year that doesn't feel like it counts last year or so. It was three years ago. There's the article that. I'm thinking about the Heathcart was for three years ago. That's, oh that's how, yeah. Um, anyways. Anyways. Uh, and, and, you know, there there are a lot of things to complain about uh, this year, obviously, like the artist alleys being like a freaking, you know, hike. But the reason why uh, some of us are talking about anime Matsuri is because something really weird. Um, so this guy, Langdon Alger, at least in his Facebook name, um, made this post on July 7th, which is just bizarre so um he put in a couple of foia requests and this is so this is um so houston first which owns the uh the jerby convention center is a joint public private corporation in texas that means they're subject to foia requests so this guy Mm. emailed houston first and cost about eight bucks but uh got records on uh some anime matsuri stuff you see Oh, God. In Anime Matsuri's contract with the GRB Convention Center, um, they have to pay a fee for every single ticket sold with an exception for um, 1500 for staff and guest tickets. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, ticket numbers. Uh, so Anime Matsuri, sim- so, so we have like some rough, rough estimates on how many people Anime Matsuri told their convention center attended. Anime Matsuri also publishes their own statistics on uh, their website. If you, if like um at like if you go to twenty twenty dot animematsuri dot com slash stats dash and dash growth, you can actually get like the they've got breakdowns of um of attendance and. So, Anime <coughs> Matsuri claims in 2019 to have had 43,000 attendees. Okay? Okay. Now, you, they don't have the exact numbers broken down on... Um, they pay between 5 and $10 per attendee to the convention center. And they have a line item for a total amount in their um in this paperwork um 
Now, the line item amount, so, was $29,000. And according to the paperwork, it's a ticket surcharge fee of 5 to $10. Mm. So, $29,000. Mm. 43,000 attendees, according to their own numbers. Now, if you do the math at the most generous of like five bucks per attendee, that's still under 6,000 attendees in 2019 that they paid the convention center for, unless I'm reading this wrong. But yeah, so if they're paying five to ten dollars per attendee to the convention center, if they are, that can only be like 6,000. If they're even paying a dollar per attendee to the convention center, that's still 29,000, which is not 43,000. No. Yeah, no. that's so. Uh... So one of two things is happening here. One of two things is happening. Either Anime Matsuri is underreporting their numbers to the convention center, or Anime Matsuri is inflating their public attendee counts. Both of which are not good. Right. I'd say neither is a great neither look. Neither is great. And uh, I will I will include a link to the the public posts. Like again, these are all I have not confirmed the this paperwork myself. I have not ordered my own copy. Um, I will put a link in the show notes to uh, the the post, which includes the you know the the the, the breakdowns of these numbers. Uh, but holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, there, there are uh, allegedly lawsuits in Harris County, uh, Texas, um, against Anime Matsuri for non-payment. Um, Oof. Like, there's just like a whole bunch of financial wonkiness here. At least Th- those are the allegations that people put forward, and I'm inclined to believe them. Yeah. It's with this evidence. I think that, like, I think that importantly that, like. It it really does seem like either, like, because when they report these numbers out as their totals, they don't break it down by day. They just break down the demographics by men and by women. Um, it does seem a little weird to me that their 2019 numbers exact, add up to exactly 43,000. Um, huh. According to their their number, like it's yeah, that seems oddly coincidental. But technically, statistically, that is possible. You know, it's mm-hmm. that number is as possible as any other number to learn le- to land exactly on, and it's not like any other year in their records that they have published show like an exact even number like that. Um, but still, I'm like, what is? Either like yeah, it's it, it's just so suspicious. It's so suspicious, and yet I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> not surprised in the light. In the light. Well, the so, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. It's like of course they'd be doing something like this. Oh. yeah. I I I am shocked, absolutely shocked. I know with their, are did did I hear that right that they that uh they 
they're going to have uh, Mignogna's lawyers like as guests at some point, or I don't know if they're. I know. Um, I know other the like. There's yes. a there's a convention in Canada that I know brought them. Like a couple of cons have done that. That's um, really gross. That's really gross. Like yes, and and shows that you're really freaking desperate for guests. Wow. Well, or you have you have really bad taste in people. Could be yeah. both. It's um, I mean, so here's the thing. Um, <laughs> there are a category of people who don't think that Minyana did ever anything wrong. Oh, that's right. You got to remember those people exist. But also, frankly, um, I don't want to. <laughs> it's well, okay. So here's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. There is the they they see it as profitable in the short term to uh, invite him as a guest because he's got right now a rabid fan base that is um, willing to uh, put up with anything. It, like it's yeah. they, they 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 see you're not wrong. The money they they see yep. it as money. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I hate that you're right, but you are right. Yeah. And right now, yeah. and right now, um, the the Vic Mignogna stands um, are there's enough of them where you can, like he's tr- they've turned themselves into like this S- anti SJW icon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's they have they have aligned themselves behind the creep, and there's this outrage industry that's kind of bound up around it, and it's just. They see it as money, and I don't think they understand it's going to hurt them in the long term because as Vic Mignogna fades more into obscurity, um, his fans, the these these anti SCW guys, like they're going to like look for fresher waters, but the mm-hmm. people who um, but the people who are bothered by Vic Mignogna and don't want to support a harasser are going to remember the people who did. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the fact is, is that the the anime community is going to be around longer than Vic Mignogna's relevance, and yep, these conventions will eventually see a decline over time. And you it's know? true. There's and I think I, you know, and I wonder, like, so while there are a category of people who are hungry to go back to conventions, obviously. Um, I also wonder how many people are reconsidering going back to conventions at all right now because we have like mo- a lot of us haven't gone to cons um, since like my last con was January of 2020. Um, yep. It's it, it's been a year and a half since I went to a convention, um, and I'm like the next convention I go to will be the one that I'm the convention director of because full disclosure I'm the convention director for No Brand Con right now. Um, I, I, I recently resumed that position a few months ago, uh, and I'm going to go to my con, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's legit. I, but that's the only thing getting me, that's probably that that's the motivation to finally get me out the door. I think a lot of people have like over the last year been like, Oh, is my life better without it? It's uh, like, Oh, look, I can just like actually talk to my friends independently of conventions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. 
No, it makes sense. It's yeah. We won't forget. We won't. We won't forget. forget. No. Um. So. You know, with Animated Story on the mind, you know, I don't remember, but like three years ago, uh, there was that whole thing with Animated Story with the Nazi walking around the convention. Mm, don't you mm-hmm. love it? Keeps popping yes. up, doesn't and, it? And uh, it's we wrote an article called Dear Congors of America, Stop Wearing Nazi Uniforms. Um, well, looks like we got to try out that advice because not at Animated Story, but instead at, at Indie PopCon, uh, a convention that also... <sighs> decided to run um there was uh so this guy who's um i don't know if it's his real name or not but the uh his facebook account is uh skylar wire um he showed up at indie popcon in a full nazi uniform um he claimed it was a <laughs> dr edward richthofen cosplay from call of Duty zombies but if you look at a photo of the actual character and you look at a photo of this guy's cosplay, it's not it it's not that uniform. Mm. This guy which which means this guy already had a Nazi uniform. Uh. Uh. uh so anyways, yeah, he's he's taken down the post where he posted that he did it, but some of us have screenshots. Um mm. Indie Popcon has, to their credit, uh, when they, they they spotted the guy, made him take off the Nazi armband, and uh, have stated that they are updating their policies, um, where they are officially banning this kind of thing. They they they're officially banning Nazi uniforms or anything like that going forward. Yay! Um, I'm oh, a yay! I'm <laughs> An a, appropriate response. Yeah. Uh, like, because technically what he was doing was not in violation of their pre-existing policies. I argue that it violates hate speech and harassment policies. But um, it is true that even my convention has now, uh, after the anime Missouri incident, we instituted a um, a policy to uh, ban Nazi uniforms explicitly. Um, and if you go back to our uh, article on the Stop Wearing Nazi Uniforms article that we, we posted back in 2018... There's an example set of verbiage which has been adopted that we wrote and put out for cons wanting to ban. So a handful of other conventions have, have adopted, uh, if not exactly what we wrote, um, my only what we wrote with only minor modification. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like, don't, don't dress up as a Nazi. No. They're, they're, so there are only two kinds of people who put on Nazi uniforms. And go to conventions. There are actual Nazis, mm-hmm. and then there are then the other kind of person claims they're doing it to be quote unquote edgy or trolling to get a reaction, and that's just as that's just as harmful. Um, it's just as bad, yeah. Yeah, uh, because if you think making people feel threatened is hilarious, you are in fact a bad person. Yes, and that's, and that's frankly, not... if you're comfortable putting on a symbol of mass genocide as a joke, you're probably at least a little bit a Nazi. Mm-hmm. I'm just I, saying. It's mm-hmm. true. You you can't you can't tolerate this crap, and it doesn't even. I, I don't. <sighs> yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't even know. Like it, it's just such a. I cannot imagine 
And I've met people who are that dense, and I can't imagine being that dense, I guess. Like, I can't imagine encouraging that kind of behavior. Uh, Yeah. It just doesn't click with me. And, you know, I'm taking back to it. I know I've mentioned this before. There was one convention whose policy was, if you're going to wear a historical military uniform, you have to you have to have uh, documentation proving that you were a member of the unit whose uniform you're wearing. Yeah. Oh. And I liked that policy uh, because it meant that if you wanted to wear a Nazi uniform, you had to come to the convention staff and say, I am a literal Nazi. <laughs> and like a few years ago, that I feel like that worked well. I don't think that would work as well anymore, no, unfortunately. You, you have to it's, outright ban it. It's the fact is that mm-hmm. there we've, you know, it's there are actual Nazis out there. <laughs> like there are Americans. there have been actual Nazis out there for a while. It's just we've we've chosen not to actually well, take it seriously, and then the well, last. I also and like I also yeah. feel like I feel like when I used to spot someone in a Nazi uniform like 15 years ago at a con or something like that I didn't like it then either and I thought no. it was offensive but I always feel like there was a little like they did more work to like it would you could actually believe that the person was doing it because of a cosplay mm. like it would be an actual accurate representation of a character from a thing like Yeah that's the thing like if if it's going to be like a character Usually, and I'm not going to say like all the time because I don't know. I'm not into military genre of like pretty much anything. Um, But like usually there's a few differences in the uniform where you can pretty clearly see that like, oh, it's not a real Nazi uniform. It's from a thing. Yeah, and and you know, I still I don't like it even when it's like a modified thing. I don't I don't like no. you know people. Doing, no, I'm still. Yeah, it's because look in, a, in an ideal world, it would be easy to separate fictional characters who wear these items from real world events. But like in the current like actual political climate we exist in, where like I've I've been in line somewhere behind a guy with like SS tattoos on his neck mm-hmm. and felt in danger in in my actual real life. As, mm-hmm. as, as you know, frankly, as a queer person who lives in rural, who's been living in rural areas, you know, or at least on the edge of rural areas for most of my adult life, um, we don't, we don't live in a world where you can make that separation. And like, even if you don't think you're a Nazi yourself and you just want to do it for the lulls, like what you're doing is you're encouraging the people who actually are dangerous and violent to feel mm-hmm. that it's okay for them to be more open and yep. for them to do something about it. So it's like it's you are actively endangering people when you wear this stuff. And you're shielding the bad people because that's yeah. the thing. So long as there are one of the most helpful people to bad actors especially in nerd communities are the people who are willing to throw themselves up as shields for like actual white supremacists because you're willing to buy their bullcrap and say well i'm not a white supremacist like that's that's ridiculous and then you start and then it just 
encourages the actual white supremacist to just repeat the same crap you're saying. And before we know it, we can't tell the difference between you two because it turns out you weren't actually that principled against the white supremacists in the first place. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there, there's an old German saying that if you see uh, five people sitting at a table with a Nazi or, or you're seeing six Nazis, it's... I probably got the numbers wrong. KOR fans probably going to write me. Um, you got it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... It's, yeah. I, I it, cannot it's, believe we're still... Especially now, we're still having this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's bullshit. It is. Don't dress but up I'm like glad... a Nazi. <laughs> no. Don't... Don't heck and do it but i'm gl- i'm very glad and proud of indie popcon for like having the response they did yeah i'm not super glad that they, that they ran a convention but <laughs> no no but like, I, I'll, I'll admit, I have friends who went thing. i have friends who were oh. fully vaccinated who went and i don't know if i would have been willing to do that but yeah I'm, i don't know either um but i'm glad they're they're like taking the decent way about it yeah. Yeah. Because no, there are plenty of conventions that we know of that would not. Yeah. Yeah, there are. It hurts because you're right. So. Anyways. <laughs> I don't really have a good transition to move us on to the next part of the show. <laughs> Which is... uh. Oh. I mean, at least it doesn't really deal about Nazis. Yeah, no. Uh, wrong it part does of the deal MCU. with terrible people, though. Yeah, and, and people in brown shirts. Anyways, uh, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our bad transition. Ooh. Just well, jump cut. Last episode, we talked about the first, the beginning of Loki, but now the entire series has aired, so now we're going to talk about all of our thoughts on the whole season of Loki. And I'm here. And Ken's actually watched it this time. I actually I say, watched it this time. I, and I've actually watched it because last episode I had not watched any of it yet. And uh, yeah, it's uh, in fact, we delayed beginning recording yeah, of this fact. episode so Gen could finish watching the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and do you want to hear my TLDR real quick? Yes. I'm con- I'm very confused, but I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I can get behind that. That's pretty like for the entire thing going all the going each episode. I'm just like I have no idea what's going on, but boy is it fun. Yeah. Um. I don't have any like. I haven't read any of the Loki comics. I don't oh, know. You don't. You don't need to have. Yeah, it's it's about. very much it's, doing its own thing. Like it's, oh, okay. Yeah, it's so like. I don't have any context Sylvie, for like most of the stuff. Sylvie is kind of like half ba- half based off of uh, uh, the second Enchantress, um, and also half based off of uh, regular Loki. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, it's you get. I can't even begin. Like it's. I don't want to get too spoilery. Mm-hmm. For the ending, especially. Um, it's. I will say this. Ep- the show, 
is this is the first Marvel series that is getting a second season. Yeah. Which uh, is well, and and I it. thought I thought it was leading up to the the next Doctor Strange movie. It it is. Okay. I, I was gonna say I think a lot of people are still feeling that. It is. Yeah. It's that it it that makes a lot more that make that makes it have a little bit more context and a little bit more sense. So and also um, the the character at the end, a very you know. Um, Without giving spoiler away, a variant of that character is the confirmed villain in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Aha! Okay, Uh excellent. It's all coming together. Yeah, it really looks like they're doing... um, It looks like the MCU is headed towards... I didn't put Black Widow on the the list. I should probably mention Black Black Widow. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Me neither, so... I have. It's good. Um, Okay, good. The entire... You know, it's... uh, the entire thing takes place prior to Endgame, so it like you okay. s- you start off post Civil War, um, yeah, it's it's effectively what happens to Natasha between Civil War and Endgame, and it's setting up a new character, like the the Yelena character, who is another character who was Black Widow in the comics. Um, cool, because we we all know the end of Natasha's story, uh, but uh, there you you've seen um, Falcon Winter Soldier though, right? Nope. You have Nick though. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. I know. I, yeah. So it it really looks like they're setting up two different directions with the MCU going forward into this phase, and that is um, the the multiverse stuff, which we're getting out of WandaVision and Loki, and that's going into Doctor Strange, and then simultaneously getting like this Dark Avengers thing, um, which we got out of Falcon Winter Soldier, and then Black Widow and. Uh, and that looks like it's going to go into the Hawkeye series. And those are kind of the two like the two main plot threads that are coming out of the the MCU right now. Um right. and this this falls straight into the the multiverse um Oh for Loki, sure. Loki Loki yeah, it's um I don't I, uh, for anyone who does I don't want to spoil too much about the ending. Um so we can't really talk about like that that performance in that last episode <laughs> by that one character who I'm not naming, nor am I naming the actor, because if you Googled the actor, you would figure out what was happening. Um, yep. I'll I'll say this much, uh, and I know I kind of touched on this last episode, but I just kind of want to say it again. Um, <clears throat> I think Tom Hiddleston's an excellent actor. Yeah. I really enjoy him in things. I do not care for Loki. I don't like the character in the slightest uh i i i've said it before and i'll say it again i regularly told people after watching infinity war well at least loki's dead that's a bright spot wow i do not care wow for this character wow so wow that is saying a lot that i really enjoyed this show wow. i enjoyed the hell out of this because I, I i, I, I that's huge i i really like the oh. character yeah, me too. I, I, he's a I, genocidal, narcissistic piece of garbage, and he deserved to die miserably, wow. just like he no, did. No. If anything, Thanos was too merciful. My God, what are you, what yeah. are you talking no. about? It's... I'm talking about the literal first thing we see him do in the, in the movies is plan the genocide of Frost Giants. Then the next right. movie we see him, he kills more okay. people in two days than Jack the Ripper did in his entire career. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. That's... So, so, so we're not gonna. So, <laughs> so Avengers, 
Avengers, the the argument, the what's supposed to be happening in Avengers is that he's under the influence. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Frost Giant thing. In Avengers, he's supposed to be under the influence of the Mind Stone. The same way that like when the Mind Stone is in the lab, all the Avengers start fighting with each other under you know the influence of being around it. So it's drawing out the worst qualities in him. Um, Loki's entire arc is that he's desperate to just to feel loved. And he's trying to do anything to prove himself to feel it because Odin was a shitty father. No, I agree with that. But, you know, that doesn't make up for, and, I don't know, gaslighting your dad and leaving him on another planet so you can steal his throne. Gaslighting your brother into thinking that you're dead. I'm not the saying you, you should want to hang out with him. I'm saying I really a like him. As a, he's, a, he's a complex character. He's... I, the thing is, when you when your first thing you do is plan a genocide, I don't care how complex you are. You're a genocide planner. Because he's been raised <laughs> to think that these that the Frost Giants are monsters. He's raised, you know, it, Odin was so bad at this. Uh, I'm not saying Odin isn't partly at fault, right, no, but literal first thing out of the gate. <laughs> like, that's... That's not a great way to to start off a character if you want me to like them in the long run. You have to put forth effort to get a redemption. If you do something that bad, redemption requires real effort. And is that I, not what he's trying to do now? That's why I. That's, that's what he's trying to do now, and that's also what he was trying to do in Ragnarok, like with the yeah. alternate version of the character. Mm. Yeah. Mm, and, I... and the dark world it like i i do not i i don't i still i like the version in the tv show i really do i don't i don't really care for the character in the movies i i, think I don't he's see a, a significant difference fundamentally between terrible person and people keep giving him chances for no good reason like I mean, part of the part of the point of the series is that every time he tries to be a better person, um, they consider the the, the timeline splits with the variant and they kill him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, I get but, that. And also, then I he finally the show. He finally like, try, but the but the mainline Loki in Ragnarok had finally reached that point of becoming that better person, and that's when he dies at Thanos's hands. So, like, the entire point of the Loki is destined to cause havoc and then when he finally like finds anything um redeeming he dies in like that's the 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 whole point of like fighting against it no i understand the show yeah but that's not just the show that's from contextualized from the current show i i had no reason to think the mind stone for example had any influence oh that's, well that's 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 not just from the show that's that's been Marvel's like official position in explanations for stuff for a long time. Do but do is it ever stated in the in the films? It does is it even implied in the well, movie? I never got that implication from the movie. That's that was the their official statement after Joss Whedon fucked up the character in Avengers. I I because if okay. you watch these movies, now you're he's going com- into the to another yeah. thing that you know I hate, which is 
making excuses for bad well, storytelling Well, no, because his characterization fact. in the movie, his appearance before that and his appearance after that are much more consistent with each other than Avengers. And so it's been, you know, that's... Anyways, we like Loki. I I really did good like show. the show. It had very it Douglas Adams vibes. It's a good I, show. Nick and I are never going to agree about mainline MCU Loki, and uh, we're apparently going to have to have a fight about it. Uh, <laughs> so look forward to that the next time we're at a convention as we just wrestle it out. Um, Nick's in better shape, but I've got better reach. Um <laughs> He's got, uh, they've got youth, I've got experience. Um, <laughs> uh, just to touch briefly on Black Widow, it's good. It's exactly okay. what you expect. Don't expect the most amazing cinematic experience you've ever seen, but there's some neat stuff, and uh, um, the acting's, you know, good, and there's neat action scenes, and... Uh, really feels like a second Black Widow movie to a first Black Widow movie we never got. Oh, I will um, <laughs> turn back to Loki for one last parting thought. And I'll Yeet. try to make it spoilerless as possible. But I really hope jet skis happen. Right? <laughs> Same. Right. We never got a jet ski payoff. I don't think that's a spoiler. So we never get a jet ski payoff. I want the jet ski payoff. Where's my goddamn jet ski payoff? I waited through all those credits and didn't even get a jet ski payoff. There's something that's moderate spoilery, but I do kind of want to talk about that made me very happy, aside from how Douglas Adams flavored everything was. Um, you know what? Uh, Disney Plus has put up posters like on social media. You've probably seen them by now. I... I loved seeing Richard E. Grant just oh, a, yeah. a regular human man wearing the Jack Kirby costume. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we're, we're not even, like, an actual human yeah. person wearing a Jack Kirby illustration. Not a made realistic or stylized, oh, just no, it's, straight it's up Jack Kirby. It's right pure right out of the, right out of the comics. Like, I. I love that it's one of my favorite things in these TV shows so far is that they've been is that they've been just leading into silly comic book costumes. But that was one of the best things for me was just seeing a real human man. And on top of that, a character actor I really like just straight up wearing. He's the Shalka doctor. Yeah. And, and Allegiant General Pride for. You no. Know, you liked that movie. I liked that movie. What oh. movie? Rise of Skywalker. Oh, I forgot he was in that. I I can't forget. I thought you like you like Rise of Skywalker. I think it's an okay movie. It is. It's not good. It's not. It's not especially good. But I will take it over literally any of the prequels I, you or know the what? pilot film for uh, the pilot film of Clone Wars any day. Here, I'll say like, this. I will take it over um, Revenge of the Sith any day. Yeah, it's it's but it's a me- don't get me wrong, it's a messy movie, and I'm very frustrated with some of the choices. But me saying but, that I hate Revenge of the Sith—that's my least favorite Star Wars. 
movie that I've seen. I've never seen the Clone Wars movie, so I can't make a comment you're, on that. You're not missing anything because it it it's flavored a lot more like the bad episodes of Clone Wars than it is the good episodes. I mean, it introduces Ahsoka. That's something. Yeah, it's not enough something though. I I I. M- like I've never, I never watched the Clone Wars, or I never watched any of the animated shows. Um, so, like my experience with uh, my experience is mostly the uh, my only experience with Ahsoka is the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, she has this. She has a fantastic arc between. Oh yeah, no, I not believe just you. The seasons, but the shows. She's an excellent character. I believe you. One of my favorites. I just actually. haven't sat down and watched it. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, it's, and like real talk, season one, season one has its gems, but it is a slog because there's a lot of really bad episodes in season one of Clone Wars, even season two. Once they get to Mandalore, though, the show kind of picks up and just avoid the Jar Jar episodes and you're pretty good. (laughs) All right. Uh, with that, we should probably move on to the last portion of our show, which is, of course, the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge. Now, the Vomit Hat Steve Challenge is part of every episode where I read a line out of a book, and the challenge to you, the listeners, is to guess what book I'm reading from. If you guess correctly, you get included in the Hall of Awesome. The benefits of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. One, we put your name on a buried page on our website. (laughs) (laughs) Two, we read your name out loud on every episode of the show. And three, there is no three. Why do people keep asking for a three? Why is there this thing in our language where we demand a third thing? The current members of the Hall of Awesome are as follows. Archimai, Zero, Rin and Senti, Cheesy McDamu, Krista, Slither D, Shameless Otaku, The Random Ramblings Man, Korfan, Capito, Chris Graham, Lulisaurus, Paper Godzilla, Kazzy, The Minnesota Librarian, Sean Orange, Keith Shizuo, Sakura Sunset, Joel Kreisman, Patrick Delahanty, Wonderland Hearts, and Megzi Sass Council. I've been reading from the same book for a while, and I think I'm going to put it on a shelf and grab something else. I don't. Sweet. I'm tired of it. None of you are guessing. Guess better. I like. I spent Jeez. like a year on that book, I think. So, let's see here. Here's the line from the book. You'll have to start as a Lance Constable, but a man of your talents ought to make it to Sergeant within a year. If you know what book that's from, go to nerdandtad.com slash contact, click on the form reform, tell us, and... Uh, We'll include you. Or if you feel like writing in, we actually, when when we get mailbag entries, we actually do a mailbag center section here. Um, so you can actually fill out the form there or on the official Nerd and Tide podcast show page. Contact forms on both. And just, uh, just write into us and tell us your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, your reasons that you think Nick is wrong about the character of Loki. I'm sure there are many of you who have... I know there are many of who you, knows, but guess what? Who agrees I'm used with to me. this because I have better opinions than most people. Nick is wrong. All right. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. That's what every yeah, wrong yeah, person please, says. Please write to me to tell me why I should feel so sorry for the guy who tried to genocide an entire planet. I, I really want to hear it. 
Tell tell me your justification. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. It'll be great. Yeah. Anyways, uh, just give us your hopes, your thoughts, your dreams, your uh, wishes, your reasons to just tell Nick he's wrong. All right. Uh, tell Nick they're wrong. Tell Nick they are wrong. All right. Uh, anyways, uh, this is probably where we should start running for the hills. Um, yep. I'm Trey Dorn. I'm Gen Proc. And I'm right. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Well, anyways, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, on uh, Spotify, just anywhere your little heart desires, as long as you do. And uh, consider leaving us a rating on Apple Podcasts because that will uh, help juice us in the algorithm on a lot of different websites. So, you know, that helps. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at Nerd and Tie. We're on Tumblr at nerdandtie.tumblr.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash Nerd and Tie. Uh, remember, you can support the show fiscally by uh, sponsoring it, or you can donate to our legal fund at gofundme.com slash Nerd and Tie. And uh, if you want to just support us on our own, um, Gen's got a Etsy store, Ocelot Dude Designs where they sell neat stuff. Uh, Nick and I both have Patreons. Uh, Nick, their Patreon is patreon.com slash nickazumi. My Patreon is patreon.com slash t-r-e-g-o-r-n. And uh, remember, in your heart, in your hopes, in your dreams, in the places where you can't see at night, um, remember, we're part of a network. And being part of a network means we're connected. We're connected to you. We're connected in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, but also to other shows on the network. That's a segue to a plug like, uh, I don't know, like The Meat Grinder. The Meat Grinder is a nine-episode limited series, uh, actual play series, starring all three of us from this show along with uh, Kyle Johnson from Stormwood and Associates. And then first season has Scott Logan and uh, Krista C., also players. And it's an actual play show where everybody dies all the time. And uh, the final episode of the first season is going up on August 15th. So, like, you can find out what happens. You can just go sit down and binge the whole season pretty soon. And uh, you should you should listen to that. And you can find all that at nerdtech.com slash meatgrinder. And it's super fun. Right? Right. Right. Yeah. All right. So with that, in your hearts and your minds and your soul and the places that you don't think about at night when you're trying to go to sleep and you know that the darkness is lurking there, looking harder than ever, just remember, we're here for you. We are the ones in the darkness. Nick, say your catchphrase. Keep on spocking in the free world. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't, they're coming for you. Also, Loki Gator, best gator. Agreed. I don't know. Maybe you thought that gator was too genocidal. I don't know that the gator tried to kill, uh, tried to kill an entire planet. <laughs>